Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and this is going to be episode 118 of the... Shoot that shit. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I'm back with my special co-host, as always, Mr. Arnold Cueto. This is the Doing the Job Pro Wrestling Podcast. What's up, sir? How's it going, E? How we doing? Man, dude, coaching life has consumed my life, but... It's not it has not consumed my wrestling life. <laughs> How you doing, brother? It's fun. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. Of you. I, mean, I just got done coaching. My season just ended, so I'm trying to get back into the world of uh of television wrestling. I'm missing more wrestling now than I was when I was coaching. Man, I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> Definitely, bro. It, there's so much going on right now, man. It's uh, been since the last time we talked. We've had a couple walkouts. We had a couple um, five star classics. <laughs> Um, had an Owen Cup. We have a new champion, AEW. A few new champions are going to be crowned, it looks like. Um, I'm really excited for it, man. Uh, honestly, I think we should probably just go to the biggest story right now in wrestling. Sadly, uh, Jeff Hardy's in the news again, man. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a shame what, what, what kind of it's going on with him, man. But it, at the same time, you know, there, there was writing on the wall. There was, you know, there was a a sense of this happening already. And I think that was the issue that he had uh, on his way out of the WWE. And I don't think he kind of took it as serious as he should. Huh? Mm-hmm. I think it comes to the point where we all love his, you know, what he's done in the ring, but there has to be a point where the business is kind of enabling him, I think, man. And that's no critique on him. I know we all go through struggles, but I felt like Tony Khan in AEW, we, we kind of just went off the nostalgic Jeff Hardy and having, you know, just to reunite with his brother. It's a good story, but I don't think there were, there were some signs that this man was not prepared to do what, you know, what full-time wrestler inquires, and that is being responsible and, you know, DUIs and drinking and driving just his third one, you know, and it's sad, man. It's real sad to see what he what he has going on right now. And I'm rooting for him, but, man, it's, it, it, it sucks, man. I, see, I hate seeing him go through the struggles. You know, we watched the last, uh, what was it, All or Nothing, I believe? Mm-hmm. At my place, uh, oh, the double or nothing, yeah, double or nothing. And uh, you know, I remember you and I and my and Tyler, who was also there with us, and we we're watching the match, and we were all kind of just kind of had the same thought of like as we were watching Jeff move, and just like, man, it's not, you know, He's a lot sick. of it was is he is he in a right state mentally? Is he injured? Is he just are the years catching up to him? And it's kind of, you know, I think it's a combination of a little bit of everything. Now it seems like you know he's not a yeah, he's he's guy in his his mid forties. He's 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 hit it as hard as you know anybody has in the last you know twenty years or so of his career. And uh, you know maybe his demons are still kind of there. And you know I think uh, unfortunately you know until the guy's willing to accept help from any source, you know he's going to have to kind of you know sit on this. You know and you know for for you know the good or the bad, you know it, it's what needs to happen. You know. I'm sure a lot of us are looking forward to that triple threat match tomorrow night on a, uh, on Dynamite with him and uh, it's a dream his brother. Yeah, doing the ladder match. match. With, uh, no, matter, no matter how many, how, you know, what anybody feels about um, the, the the Young Bucks or, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, to have the Hardy Boys in any type of triple threat with those two teams is definitely a dream match for us diehard fans, and especially in a ladder match, the match that they really – you know, revolutionized. It's, 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 but do we, I think we have to look at, that's what I kind of mean by enabling it. What kind of turn, I think not us, but just the business, I guess the general public, we're kind of turning a blind eye to his needs in order to get these matches. Like, Oh, we're not really thinking about the man behind the character. We don't need to see, you know, Jeff go through 15 foot ladders and uh, tables and that stuff. He's, he's paid his dues on that man. He doesn't have to do that. It's a, yeah. That's a young man's game now at this point. He can tell, he can story tell, he needs to use the psychology, that kind of stuff, his ring smarts, and just kind of let the let the young guys take back over. And, he had and a man, he so many bumps over the years, man, and so many incidents like this, mm-hmm. unfortunately, unfortunately for him. So it's kind of, um, we he, it's kind of now or never, I think, too. This is where he, he's not with Vince anymore. He's with a new company. It's like he needs, we have to get him help now. Like, because so what's what's the common story with so many wrestlers in the past? They didn't get the help they needed, and their life, 
You know, I was watching One Night Stand the other day. They had like a little uh, memoriam. Look how many guys were gone from that. 40 years old, 38 years old. Chris Campillo, uh, Mike uh, Crash Holly, 32 years old, dude. Like these guys were so young because they were able to have access to the resources to get them help. So I hope Jeff really does bounce back, man. And it's not the last time we see him in the ring, but I don't want to see him on TMZ, man. That that video they showed was not good. Yeah, and it's yeah. I, I try not to, you know. You and I both were were fans of the game, and we try to not focus on the negative. But there was just so much bad that came out of that man. He was, yeah, man. That we and I, yeah, we, we. I think we really. I think everybody knows too. We really try to make sure that we don't knock wrestling. We don't criticize, but then when it comes, this is bigger than wrestling. This is life. Just, we hate to see our someone we respect. He's a legend, hundred percent. I love the, what he's done for the game. But the man, he needs help, man. It just sucks. To You're getting picked up at, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning with three times the legal alcohol limit, man. You're, you're not in a good way, man. There's something yeah, that's got to be. And I hope it's not, you know, maybe it is due to pain. It's due to whatever he has going on. But you just can't put people in jeopardy, man. Himself in jeopardy and others, you know. So speaking of like putting others in jeopardy, man, um, MJF is causing some ripples in the, in the <laughs> game right now. It's beautiful. Hey, man, I was there uh, live at the forum. Thank God. Seeing one of the best promos I've ever seen in my life. MJF is uh, not happy right now. And I think it's uh, people, he got people wondering, is this a shoe? Is this a work? And I think that's what we want in wrestling. I think we do like the, the illusion of this is real or not. They're towing a line here that is like probably the best since uh scott hall showed up in wcw of like you know is it making the the fans guess is this a, is this a shoot or is this a work and uh it, it just they're i mean they really couldn't get a better player and a better background story on this than than mjf and then because because right now the way things are in wrestling uh with you know the, the idea of like AEW and then wwe already have that kind of you know unsaid kind of competition with each other now they're playing off of each other uh with cody making the jump and having the level of success that he's having you know rather than kind of let their athletes kind of feed into that AEW is like okay we're going to turn that into our angle by creating uh this storyline with one of our wrestlers who can come over should he do that should he do this is he is he fresh with the company and you know it, it's great the, the way they're they're cutting off mics or using other wrestlers to chase you through the crowd and that kind of thing. It's just, you know, man, I don't know who's behind the storyline and how much of it is MJF, how much of it's Tony, but somebody in there really is like, you know, deserves some sort of recognition for, for this angle. It's amazing. And I honestly, this is what I've been thinking about because you know, how we're wrestling heads, right? They could take us to the next level. Tony Khan's never really been an online authority figure, right? Or an on air authority figure. His mm-hmm. first confrontation, his first time getting smacked in the face, MJF does it. We have a Vince mm-hmm. Austin part two. And <laughs> maybe, maybe not next week, but I could see this. Dude, they are dude, They're really good at this long-term storytelling, which they benefit from four pay-per-views a year. That could be something, Quito, I think. That would be, be fun. I think we, if they want to really take Tony Khan and – Put him, you know, that, that arrogant owner, like, hey, this is my way. Just kind of stick to what people are saying now in the internet community. Like, he's really stubborn. I'm not resigning you. I'm not, you're staying here until your contract expires. And what I believe goes until the end of 2023. So, this is, if they're long playing this, man, they are playing long playing. Hey, man, this. imagine that. And it's, it's Tony Khan coming on top. I think that's how, I think the game changed when, when um, Stone Cold and Vince had that feud. This could be another mm-hmm. way to, you know, they want to grow their audience. This is how they do it, man. I think this is could be. This has a lot of potential. MJF yeah. is really good on the mic. You kind of play that angle, and it's really fresh the way they're telling. So it's awesome as a, as a fan just to see kind of how the way this plays out. It's something. Anytime you see something, you know, wrestling's been around since, you know, for over a hundred years now. So anytime you see a storyline that kind of goes in this weird kind of situation, it's it's always kind of cool to see it play out. And you know what? In the beginning, it was so weird that if we, when you're in the crowd, he they, we came out, man. We were throwing middle fingers at him, you know, because he no show that you know he no showed that event, right? I'm sure it was a common you knowledge. Were, <laughs> you were live for the best promo in probably the last 10, 10 years in wrestling, man. That was awesome. Everybody was flipping him off. Everybody was booing him when he first came <laughs> out. That heat, right? But then once he started talking, it's like, 
hold on. I'm actually on his side because he's right. Tony's giving the money to the WWE guys. They can't lace his boots. They can't make you feel. He, they can't make you feel what he feels on the mic. I want him to get his money. I want him to get his due. And at the end of the night, I was like, oh man, he's right. And I had not many wrestlers could make the audience change like that in, in one promo. And it was. And then he flipped it and turned it on you guys. That was the other part. Yeah, man, that was awesome. <laughs> so well done. Cool. Again, yeah, you're right. Whoever thought of that, that's, that's genius, man. It's really, I really, really, really hope they do. And that's coming. You know what, too? People kind of forget this is coming off a big loss to Wardlow. No one even mentioned that. And, and yeah. there's no effect. He got over without getting over. You know what I mean? That is, people forget about that, man. Like, this guy is special. He's actually in a weird spot that he, uh, he lost his last two major feuds and came out bigger each time. Dude. <laughs> he lost a punk. I think he lost more though. Jim Ross says but, it all the time, you don't got to win to get over. Just get over. Sure. Yeah. And it's amazing, dude. I think people got – and I, I'm one of those guys, too. I'm like, you know, you got to win to get over. But MJF's showing that if you really just bring on the mic, bring some promo skills and a good story, you're over. It doesn't matter. The people aren't – they just love you no matter what. And it's beautiful, yeah. man. It's beautiful, dude. So I really – I don't know where it's going. It's interesting to see that they taking all his merchandise off and they taking him off the roster. That's a great way to sell it as a shoot. So I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, another big story. I think that besides the MJF story, we can go back to WWE for a second. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, hell in a cell, dude. Wow. Wow. It, it, as if you, if you're different about Cody, if you, you know, if, you know, if, if you were one of those guys that just I didn't see him as a main eventer, I didn't see him as this major player. You have to respect him now. Like it's he's he's gonna earn the respect. He's gonna get you know recognized for for the things that he did. And you know, I, I'm sure people have seen the people you know gone all over. I remember just you know the. The, the, I'll never forget the moment he took off that robe and exposed his, his peck and that bruise. And, you know, for, for me, everybody was like, oh, it's makeup. It's like, nah, it's bruised and it's swollen. You can see his right side is definitely bigger than his left. You know, like, I was like, there's no way he's faking it. It looked nasty. And the fact that he went out there, didn't compromise from it, didn't shy away from it, you know, um, put out a, an incredible match. Like, like we were talking about earlier with Jeff, you don't have to necessarily take all these crazy – stupid bumps, but you can storytell and use psychology and still give a heck of a match. And that's what, I mean, Cody and, and Seth did a heck of a job portraying that. And then even carrying it on over to the next night where, they, you know, they wrote a, they were able to write Cody off and kind of use that momentum to propel Seth. People always talk about McMahon, how he can't outdo himself. Dude, people need to give credit to WWE. They are using Cody in the right way and they got a star now. And I think I texted you too. Like I got, I love that bet. I got, I was so. It felt like, honestly, it felt like Dustin and Cody, the first um, AEW pay per view. Like I got that emotion of, this is wrestling. <laughs> this him, you know, he couldn't even lift the sledgehammer. I was like, this is so <laughs> awesome. And he's a star. Like no matter, that's what I told you. No matter what he did in AEW, that's great. But he has a chance to set the bar even higher now, and because he bet on himself. Mm -hmm. and he, it's it's beautiful, man. There's nothing more legit than a than a than a baby face that comes up as an underdog, and with that injury and with that kind of you know, like, I mean, it was so natural. What worked so well, played awesome. You know, now they're the the it elevated Cody because now he's the, you know, he's being he's being seen as a guy backstage. Like he's probably gonna be the guy that takes the belt off of Roman. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, this is after Roman's gone through the the edges and the Cena's and the Brock's and, you know, the, the major guys in the, in the promotion. Well, so they're it, calling him the greatest of all time. And here comes Cody and people will, I think people will honestly buy it. Like they see, they yeah. can buy him as a champion right now. I think I read something that if, uh, they, if the rock versus Roman falls through, then Cody's the next option. I'm like, how, how huge is that? You know, if you're Cody, <laughs> he raised his value so much. He's been raising the value, but a match like that, and you know, um, we don't really talk about Dave Meltzer that much, but him being a five star classic for that match, mm -hmm. WWE doesn't have many of those anymore, and that's okay. But man, it's such a great time for wrestling, dude. It's, right. 
I, I'm, and I'm rooting for Co- for Cody, man. It was amazing to see him. Just you know, even after he won, he couldn't he couldn't really lift his arm. And <laughs> it's the storytelling was amazing. Man. Again, not not a lot of crazy bumps, but I think we really need to acknowledge Seth Rollins too. Who would have thought their third bout would have been the best bout? And with eliminated Cody, you know, Cody was not going to do the the things that he was typically going to do in that match, you know. In the hell in a cell. Who would? I was kind of like again. Oh, I'm like, oh my god, this is. I I was glued to my screen, bro. It's amazing, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, because this is the same Cody that you know jumped off, moonsaulted off the steel cage against Wardlow and all that stuff. So, yeah, you know, he wasn't going to give that for you tonight, but he was going to, but he was going to give you the best that he got. And, and the as, and the boo rope, the boo rope is awesome. How do like that is a great and even with the story with you know Dusty right now, that's a great way to keep this focal point i'm doing this for my dad yeah this is what it is and yeah. storytelling at his best man no, no doubt uh him challenging set to put it on like <laughs> oh god dude that is awesome stuff man it's great i wasn't i was you know i I'm, i gained a whole new respect for cody too man just to, i never had a torn pictorial muscle man but just to go through that pain and do that uncomfortable work cruise to him man Kudos to him. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine about uh, uh, after watching that match, and actually my, my buddy Tyler, and we were having this conversation. It was like, what was the most like the worst injuries you saw in a match where the match didn't end; it kept going. And I was just like, man, you got to put Cody up there now. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those, it's it's a it's a career defining moment, bro. Yeah. And then people are gonna remember this for a long time. And you know what, Seth is gonna come off. It's kind of a it's a blessing in disguise in a way because Seth is gonna gonna shine. I think people are really understanding what he does as a worker, and I love what they did the next day. You know, I was kind of disappointed. I thought it would be you know I knew he, Cody was gonna get surgery and whatnot, but just to have that story continue, I'm all for it, man. Now he's on the shelf. It sucks he's on the shelf for nine months, but that's rumble time, honestly. That's rumble time. <laughs> and it, that's a great way to look was, at it. And what I was thinking too. Now the crowd is going to anticipate him more, and it won't be that WWE we're pushing we're pushing him to the point where you're tired of him. You know, absence makes the heart fonder type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Cody has a chance to come back bigger than ever, dude. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of like that. That kind, you know. Obviously, that's the story to see. Cody comes back at Rumble, wins him and Roman to WrestleMania. Um, Assuming again, The Rock can't make it. Uh, but if you know, I'm, it, maybe it's me. I don't know. I'm almost kind of curious as to whether or not they they announce Cody or they kind of surprise us with him. You know, like we're all going to be expecting him anyway. But like you know, just you can come in and you see, okay, whatever random number of the twenties is like, you know, you hear the. <laughs> The, the voiceover and then the music kicks in and the red, white, and blue and Dude, American if, Nightmare starts going. If it's me, I call Vince Fitz. You put him number one and give him, <laughs> that, give him that Ric Flair 92 Royal Rumble stuff, bro. Let him go through everybody. Let him like, <laughs> you know, let him fight all the underdog the whole time. And he somehow <sighs> figures it out. He gets he gets it done. I think he's a I, I think he gets that third that 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 last third of the rumble match where you kind of like forget that he's going to be in it. And then like, they randomly like, Oh, number 24 or Cody, like, <laughs> you know, kind of like they did Cena when he came back from his uh, muscle tear mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you forget about him. But of course, Cena came up back up after four months and it was like a surprise to everybody Whereas yeah, Cody expected her back around that time. So, you know, you know, I'm sure Cody will try to push through and rehab faster and probably, who knows, will probably try to make survivor series. And if, if nothing else, how do you feel about the criticism that WWE's been getting about letting him wrestle? About what? Letting him wrestle. A lot of people, if you, on Twitter, there was a lot of, a couple naysayers, because, you know, WWE has a real strict, you know, protocol about injuries and just the sure. age, right? This is, like, their thing was, this isn't the 80s anymore. Like, how can you let him go through that match? And a lot of people were really skeptical of that. I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of criticism we made about, you know, the WWE, how they protect their wrestlers and things like that. But I, I mean, just kind of guessing, I doubt Cody was taught. I, don't, I doubt anybody had to talk Cody into that match. I think Cody was like, nope, 
I'm still going to go out there. I'm still going to do this. Yeah. And it, you'd have, I'm sure there was a harder time trying to talk him out of the match than there was, you know, people trying to get him to wrestle. And as, you know, Cody's going to want to be the performer. He's going to want to put the best shelf. Out. I mean, look at what the man, like, the, you know, in the last few years, he broke his foot doing a, a moonsault. He burned the heck out of his back in that uh, in that table spot that he did in AEW. Uh, so I'm I'm 100% sure he was willing to like, yeah, I can get through this, you know. And people were saying too, like, once you tear it, it's terror. You can't get it. It, it can't get any worse than that. It's already torn, you know. And from what I understand, the the pain is anything going out to the sides. Everything in the middle is fine. Is understanding so. Oh, dude, I could go ahead. shout out to Cody, dude. You know what though? It's the art of wrestling, man. That's at its finest too. The love of the like he like he tweeted out the love of the game makes yeah. crazy things. And it, what a performance, man. What a performance! We seen another thing. I was I was privileged to see was CM Punk's injury, another injury bug. It's hitting all promotions right now. Um, CM Punk, our new champion. We we saw that match with Adam Page. Good yep. match. Very um, solid. I'm really excited. I was really excited for his reign. I think it was long. It was a little overdue, but now it's kind of too short. And let's see what happens. We gotta. Um, we got a plan for interim champion. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, they can take the interim championship and kind of do it any number of ways right now. Just, I think it actually kind of might be a blessing for them because where they got Forbidden Door coming up and, uh, right. and you know, not only they got to sell the, the, the pay-per-view or, the, I'm sorry, the premium live event now is what they call them, mm-hmm. um, with people who may not be super familiar with New Japan Pro Wrestling and, you know, the impact or the – the, what it means for that promotion to come into the states and inter interpromotional promote with the, with the U.S. territory, but like it, it can be very, um, it can be very beneficial to AEW if they do this the right way, man. Um, I think right now all signs looks like it's probably going to be Mox, you know, um, and I, you know, I don't know how they're going to play. Uh, New Japan's going to play the uh, their side of it with. You know who's going to be the guy that more or less gets to work with Mox and probably puts Mox over. Um, I my guess. T- what's his name? Tanashi Takakashi. I think he won the match to go against Moxley. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. So I think we just seen him on TV the day the, the Dynamite before. Um, That's right. So the Dynamite that day when um, he was FTR, see a punk. It was that guy who came out. He ended up winning that. Um, I guess whatever they had in New Japan, the King of the mm-hmm. Dojo. So it's gonna be Moxley versus Tanashi. Uh-huh. I apologize, but let's see what happens with that. I mean, those two. I don't, I don't know much about Tanashi, to be honest with you, but I'm familiar with them. I just haven't seen a lot of uh, batches with him. So I'm I really think gonna... he was a former. You know, before Okada was was the man, he was kind of the flagship of the company. You know, and now I think uh, it looked like because they were setting up that Punk match versus him. And I think he was a solid name that can put Punk over and kind of let AEW hold their title. But um, I think now that probably that spot's moved over to Mox, and he's probably going to carry that carry that through until uh, maybe CM Punk comes back. I don't know if if again I don't know the extent of his foot injury. I don't know how how bad it was. Yeah. Um, but if he can come back and work that program with Mox, maybe the you know Blackpool Combat Club versus. Uh, uh, yeah. an FTR or whatever. You know what? That night at the forum, um, he when he got tagged in, he, he tried to he hopped on the top rope and try to do that lariat off the top rope, and he just landed wrong, bro. That's what I told my girlfriend, like, who had it look good? That wasn't, you know, when there's a botch, but you know when there's an injury, you could just see well, the, his face. It it looked bad. I don't know if you've seen this, but the video I saw of him injuring it was uh, when he initially came out, he did a stage dive into the crowd. That one is that when he heard it? That's when they said that because, like, you see him and he kind of like he gets back on the ramp and you see him kind of like not like he's trying to nose up, but he's walking kind of funny and he kind of looks down his foot at one point or whatever. And with it, when he's walking FTR, mm, maybe he so. made it worse with that top rope lariat thing because it didn't, he looked like he could put any weight, all that weight, it didn't help at all, right? So maybe, man, I didn't, I didn't see that video yet, but maybe it, it definitely was a broken bone in the foot. So hopefully, it's not. 
a nine month thing. I heard it's only going to be an eight week, ten week thing. Six to eight weeks, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, then again, you know, AW's pay per views are so spaced out. Maybe it can, you know, after this forbidden door, it might be able to, a good kind of set up for a big championship run between them. You know, uh, a lot can happen between now and then. Uh, you know, we can get, you know, the return because Daniel Bryan went down too. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you guys that aren't familiar, I guess Bryan got hit by the injury bug too. He's going to be out for a while too. So, you know, two, uh, two big names, two main event guys, I'm sure, are done. I, I thought that, you know, I was looking for, from what I understood that they were trying to promote Zach Sabre Jr. versus, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan for like a very technical kind of grapplers kind of match. And, and I, I was interested, intrigued by that. I'm not too familiar with Zach, but uh, you know, the, I'm more than willing to listen to you know, like the internet tell me about who's a good wrestler in New Japan. Cause you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not that stubborn or stuck up to, to not acknowledge that. But uh, you know, now that we get to see, you know, who's left, man, that's the other thing we're, I was going over uh, the, a lot of the names that can't participate in the uh, in the Forbidden Door because of AEW's contract issues with others with other companies. With Triple I didn't know they yeah. were going through that. I've heard they were going through that, and they have a lot of booking issues too. Like, who we put it over? And I think my thing is like, don't we discuss that before we make this deal, right? Like, what are we doing here? I think it. I don't know. I think they were so eager to make the deal and kind of <laughs> that, that kind of looks. That kind of gets a lot of secondary, like, oh, by the way, you can't use Andrade and you can't use Pac, and yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't want my guy to lose either. By the way, I know we should discuss that, but I don't want my guy to go over. I think right. the positive spin with the whole Punk thing is he still has a lot of fresh matchups when he comes back, so Definitely. it's gonna be really fresh. Um, you know, we haven't seen Brian, we haven't seen Moxley, we haven't seen him with, you know, even with Pac. If you want to do Andrade, you know, do um, you know, Jericho, Sting. Uh, Dart. Well, we seen Darby. Who else do we have? We have so many dudes. Samoa yeah. Joe. Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Like we, those are fresh, you know, matchups. I think that would are definitely waiting for him after this. Kenny Omega. Does Omega come back at Forbidden Door? That you know, maybe he's, <laughs> maybe maybe he's the guy that takes Okada. You know, like, or he, he cost, goes. That's he cost Moxley the championship. It's a good look. They're so intriguing, man. I, that's what's so you know what I know. The injuries are kind of it, it's horrible, but now let's go back to WWE. Money in the bank's open now for the run. I think everybody was kind of saying that Cody was going to get this, but now they're back. It's 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 back in the running, man. They got a uh, we were talking. Well, Seth made his made his run for it last by beating AJ, and I think they're pumping up Miz to kind of do that again. Do we give Austin Theory the Ball. I think we might, we, man. I think if Austin Theory goes babyface, man, and just let him run with the ball and see what we could do. It's kind of throwing crap on the wall and just see if it sticks. <laughs> you think that's what, that's what I would do? We just gotta do. We gotta stay young. I think it's he's as the youngest guy we got that's over right now. I think Austin's probably about another year or so to kind of before his character kind of really takes off on us. I, I know, I know the writing's on the walls in terms of like what they want to do with them. They want to eventually make him the guy in the company and that kind of thing. But he's still probably, he's, he's an okay heel right now. He's, you know, he's good. Uh, what do they call it? Like, you know, the annoying kind of flashy guy or whatever, but it, it's, you know, until we kind of hand that, cause you know, if MJF were to come over, he would already be a, a higher level of heel than Austin theory would be just, he's better. He seems to be better at that game already. Um, you know, if he wants to play face, that's fine, but he's going to have to figure out what it is he wants to be. And it's going to be really hard to maintain that top-level face when, you know, Cody's primed to come back and, and fans are going to love him just because of, you know, they know he's a diehard. I think this shows, too, it does highlight, unfortunately, the problem with so many wrestling companies, that baby face that everybody's rooting for. Yeah, I mean, who's the... It's hard to when you take away Cody from the equation. Who are the top faces in the in the company right now? Yeah, man, it's it's rough. It's it, I don't. It, the injury came at a bad time, but I think they really could spin it, and I think they could really, um, you know, we could make chicken. We can make chicken salad out of this stuff somehow. 
I think well, it, I mean, that's the East problem is they don't really have any strong baby faces to go against Roman right now. I mean, uh, you got, you know, he's I'm sure there's Drew, Mac, Drew McIntyre's out there, but I don't know. I think he's been doing a lot of jobs for Roman at house shows. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, and, I think, and sad, I love, I love Drew, but I don't think the fire is really lit for him right now. Yeah, compared yeah. to Cody, like there's no way I don't see him doing that. Yeah, same, him. same with Bob. They, I think Bob had a lot of Bobby Lashley had a lot of momentum, but I think he got he stalled out a little bit in this almost feud. And it's and I like you know what I am gonna give anybody credit who goes in the ring and does it, but almost just isn't ready, and it shows. I know I know MVP could. You know, he's done great things with Bobby and other guys, but they're trying and it's just not sticking right now. I think we got Bobby six, seven months ago was looking great. Right. Finally, like, oh, this is finally Bobby's shot to be a star. And it's like. They, they sunk him in a bad feud with a guy who wasn't on his level. Man. It was, you know, uh, uh, and I think all credit to almost, I think as, as far as athletic big men go, he is heads and shoulders above. Most guys in the size range. Yeah, definitely take him over Giant Gonzalez, hundred <laughs> percent. You know the Kali's, the Giant Gonzalez's, the God, yes. the Ron Reese's. You know those guys. He's not a horrible. He's not a horrible wrestler. Just isn't at his time. I don't know. Right. If he, did he go through NXT for a while? I don't even remember he yeah. did NXT. Well, I remember they. So remember, they, there was a lot of interviews with guys like Nash and Undertaker, and because they would go and work with the with the with the big boys over in NXT, and they would always talk about. This guy's good. This guy can be great. This guy can, you know, referring to almost, mm-hmm. but it's just like when, okay, so when, when is that going to happen? That's, that's a thing. I, I think, you know, he's, he's a big, good, he's a big body. He's a presence. He's, he's, you know, he's a spectacle, but at the same time, he's, his timing's just not there. He's, you know, one of the big things they, they kind of got on big show when he came into the WWE, was like, he didn't know how to work as a giant. He just knew how to work kind of, but like a lot of the guys were telling him like, you're not be you're not out there going being seven feet tall and five hundred pounds. You gotta be you gotta be that guy. And I think almost isn't quite there yet. We thought Edge Oh sorry, Ed, I was say I was saying now when we're talking about uh faces that could go up against uh Roman, you know, now we have Edge. Edge is back on the, I'm assuming he's gonna be back as a face after this whole judgment day thing. Which was kinda of, I was kinda of, I was genuinely shocked. And I don't care about the timetable. I just like being shot. I am okay <laughs> with this. Let's do it. I think Finn needs that spot. Finn is one guy, too, who's never really – ever since – he was an injury bug guy, too. He won the universal title. I think he was at his peak. He tore his rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been – he's been struggling to get back to that spot. You know, he was and, over, and when that came through, it was just, again, kind of like, uh, I hope this doesn't happen to Cody. I doubt it will, but – you know, they never really booked him right when he came back. And, exactly, you know. man. Exactly. And that's what I'm scared. That's why I've been kind of like, Finn needs this somehow. Mm-hmm. I would have been kind of burnt if it was anybody else. Like, they only give us six weeks of that. But no, Finn is perfect. And let's just see what happens. <laughs> and I'm okay with Damian Priest. I think he can handle the workload as a mouthpiece for that group. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what's the, somebody said, I, you know, you don't put uh, – you don't put Finn in a, in a stable and not expect him to try and be leader. You know? Right, right. That's that's the way it kind of played out. At the same time, I think, uh, you know, I think it adds a, adds a little bit of freshness to this stable that's kind of a, a, a good place for people that are that should be more than they are. I mean, uh, Damian Priest, uh, Rhea Ripley are both great towns. You can probably be way up higher on the card, but they've always been kind of like, what do we do with – Rhea, we stick her with Liv, and then we stick her with Nikki, and then we put her on these tag team matches. And it's like, yes. like she should be going out there against, you know, Bianca. And now she is, and mm-hmm. Damian Priest, you know, six seven guy, and you know, Ooh, he can move and talk. That's, mm-hmm. that's what you want out of these guys. He's a freaking. So stud. what do they got? They had him just, you know, all right, you <laughs> go babysit that bunny. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much what his role is. Exactly. Did you, man? Is his finish of the Razor's Edge? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Love it. <laughs> Love it. I think that, that fits him, dude. He's, he's, I'm not saying he's a, you know, he's a new Razor Ramon or anything, but. No, no, no. But he's definitely got that presence of, like, someone that can pull off that move and look credible, you know. Six, seven, he can move, yeah. he can talk well. Get, mm-hmm. I'm, he needs a devastating finisher. And Razor Ramon, I'm, the Razor's Edge is one finisher that has not been worn out. 
Correct. I think, you know, we have this, we still see people with the stunner. We have the cutter everywhere. We have tombstone <laughs> once in a while. You know, everybody's using a sharp now. Super kick, power bomb, raises edge. I see that working. Yeah. I, I think that's one that has not been really overused and it still has its credibility. Um, something that, uh, I mean, you know, more guys that are over six, 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 seven that kind of should be doing things like that. Like, you know, like anybody that was over seven feet tall was, was doing choke slams a couple, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And just because when you're seven feet tall and you're doing a choke slam, it looks like it means something. Definitely. You know, there's a reason why, why, you know, six, one guys aren't doing choke slams. Together. Exactly, man. I think I, I'm all for it. I, you know, wrestling is kind of, um, how do I say they, they're so used to saturating. Even the Canadian store, I see Pete Williams used it the other day in this highlight reel. Good. Yeah. The first couple were freaking awesome, but now everybody kind of does a Canadian store. So <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. You got, yeah, I was going to say, you guys, you got like the, was it the Rock and Roll Express dudes doing destroyers now and kind of, <laughs> it, it's hard to lose. It loses a little bit of credit. All respect to those guys and all the things they've done for the business. But like when you see guys doing that at their age, it's like, all right, we get it. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, and this wasn't on our itinerary. We're gonna kind of freestyle. Rick <laughs> Flair is having his last match pretty soon. Man, <laughs> I, that I I love Rick Flair. Love him too. <laughs> Love, love, love Ric Flair. You know, ever since uh, I was a, a kid, and I remember just seeing, you know, the epitome of the rich uh, kind of playboy kind of, you know, in the '80s, the the yuppie kind of guy that was that was, you know, lived that life better than you, that you know, in every way. Um, loved the character, loved all the, you know, again the emotion that he put into his work, the 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 timing things like that he needs to ride off in the sunset and he should have just let himself ride in the sunset after that sean match man i you know i hated seeing what he was doing in tna when he was involved uh you know i i i like the fact that he was involved with his daughter i thought that was cool but i didn't you know as long as he stayed out of the ring that was fine with me I get he thinks that he can go out there and put do one more and they all I'm sure they all do. They all do. It, it, <laughs> I don't wanna you know I think I was listening to a podcast and somebody said, Man, if you go on Rick Flair's uh Instagram or you know, social media, it's the saddest thing in the world, man. He's over there still trying to do this stuff. He's trying to get back with his ex wife, he's trying to do yeah, and I'm just like Yes, I I'm see just like, it too. <laughs> and I know I I'm really into like the podcasting game with wrestling at least so I kind of know who's putting this together. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, this is your father-in-law. You're gonna really put this man at risk for a couple dollars. And I know we're trying to get the nostalgic. Nostalgia is really big in wrestling. They're doing right. Jim Crockett promote promotions. They're having the old WCW security guard walking them. Doug Dillinger. They're having right. Doug Dillinger walk him out. He's going against the Rock and Roll Express. It's not gonna be a one-on-one match. It's gonna be like a you know, well, they wanted to get out Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, he's um, a dance, bro. I'm old. <laughs> I'm not chasing this anymore. I'm done. Uh, he's got a realistic view at it, man. I mean, Ricky has nothing to prove. He's he's one of the all time greats as far as uh, what he can do in that ring, and you know, he has. It's it's crazy, man. I don't think I've smoked before. Sting got hurt. Was I heard Sting was you know mentioned again? <sighs> It's like, man, and I'm all for these guys chasing their glory, but dude, I don't want them to die in the ring, man. I don't know if Rick, they all, and that's how I heard too. Rick just wants to die in the ring, dude. It's, I, you know, that's sad, man. It's crazy. It was funny when they did that angle with him a few years back when the movie The Wrestler came out, and they were talking about like, you know, how he wanted, you know, if you haven't seen the movie The Wrestler, that's kind of what the the premise is: is the guy doesn't know what to do with his life, so he keeps wrestling to the point where. You know, his, his doctors are telling him, you probably go in there, you may not be coming back out. And, you know, I, I'm I'm sure somebody has had that conversation with Rick in the last few months or so about so, because, you know, Rick was at death's door not too long ago. Yes, that's, that's what, another big point there. Like, he, it's not like he's been a healthy ox. This man has been in a coma. You know, he's had his you know, issues, his, his, you know, what we all do, but he's really been fighting through those struggles. Yeah, I, like I said, I you know, I hope whoever's in that match takes care of him. Definitely. I know he wants to do the top rope spot that he always does. 
God, man. I love Rick. I want to see him, you know. I want to see him at a comic con, though, with his robot. I don't want to see him in the ring anymore, man. I don't want to see him in the ring anymore, dude. But, man, wrestling is a weird thing, man. Um, We'll kind of go off script a little bit, too. What was the last old match you've seen? Like, have you watched anything that's been kind of old? I've been stuck on 97 Nitro, bro. I probably watch. I'm, I'm, I'm to April right now. Okay. It's a weird, man, great time. I'm going to tell you right now, if Ernest Miller, I don't know what his perception was back then, the guy could work. One of my favorites right now, man. Ernest Miller. I remember correctly, is this... Was this Ernest the Miller years before he became Ernest? The, well, no, this is like Ernest the Cat Miller for sure. Okay. Was this something called my mama? All that stuff, yeah, that that. And I'm kind of in the middle of this DDP Randy Savage feud. That was a great feud. So good, dude. And I think, man, that 97 era was still kind of like that outlaw stuff, like just that old rugged wrestling. Like, we're gonna, we're, we're still strong style a little bit. It's crazy to see the impact that DDP, you can see DDP's rise. You can see um, Mr. Perfect and the Four Horsemen. It's it's a crazy time in WCW, man. It's um, that's what I'm watching. That's, that's the kind of old stuff I'm watching right now. I'm having a great. I watched time. a couple of nights ago. I remember watching. I watched a a Vader versus Mark Henry match oh, from uh, probably around that same time frame, around '97 or so. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, like, like man, it, they really had it wrong with these two. Like, they really should have had Vader work with Mark and build him up to be kind of, like, into his old style of wrestling and that kind of thing. And You know, because Vader did a lot of power moves and things like that that Mark would have been perfect for. Um, that Eventually, Mark found his style and that kind of thing and had a great run. But, like, I think back then, if they could have done something like that earlier, and you know, really built, you know, use both guys in, in an effective way. Gave, that way, it gives Vader something to do. It would have gave Mark something kind of to build into, rather than just be, you know, goofy Mark Henry at the time, sexual chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, he didn't have that rush in 2009, 2010. It was like 10 years right. after that. Yeah. yeah. I bet it's just so crazy now that it's going back what we know. It's an ultimate dragon. God bless him, too. Oh, wow. And his, you I know, really I, wish he would have got brought into uh, WWE when they brought in Ray. Yeah, man. This, and his um, I forgot his manager's name, dude. But Ono, um, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Yoko, not Yoko Ono, Mr. Sonny Ono, Ono. Sonny Ono. Yeah. Him taking the selfies, man, is such so ahead of his time, dude. <laughs> and Sonny Ono could really work too. You see him doing the kicks and you know when they power out, he comes. Oh. Yeah, dude, that was. I don't think they got their due either, man. I know people will probably look at it now like, damn, we should have gave Ultimo and Sonny a little bit more shine. But that's kind of who I'm watching right now. It's good to see that that wrestling and just see the stuff they're doing. Well, that time, the cruiserweight division WCW was like like nothing else, man. Like you know, Ray and Eddie and Malenko and I think Jericho was in there at at, at some point. But it was it was actually Ultimate Dragon and um Chris Jericho, dude, and Jericho yeah. Psychosis, um Super Crazy was in there. Um, I forgot, there's another guy without a mask on. Oh, you know, um, the last episode of before we go into the next topic, the last episode of Monday Night Nitro I seen is when DDP, it was Psychosis versus Randy Savage. Oh, no, uh, damn it, what the hell? Not Baraka, I'm thinking of Mortal Kombat. Um, the guy with the green mask. Um, oh, Mortis. Laparka. Oh, Laparka. It was Randy Savage versus Laparka, but DDP was underneath the mask. <laughs> and he hit him with the cutter, and then he goes through the crowd, bro. Like, people <laughs> loved it. Oh man, it was DP season at that time. Man. It was beautiful to see. <laughs> you know what? I remember they did a lot of fun stuff with the park and WCW, man. It was when they did that whole angle where he was uh, somebody else would talk for him. Yeah, and started yeah. doing the angle. He started talking trash, talking like Haku and Goldberg and those guys. I'm so jealous that you got to live through that era, bro. God, I remember <laughs> as a kid, I do remember at six, seven years old, bro, watching, um, like you said, Mortis and Raft. Mortis was a, man, Chris Canyon, rest in peace, didn't get his due either. Don't care, man. He's one guy I like watching right now. Right. So good. Because, you you know, you're, you're, you're conditioned at that age to look, look for the names, look for the stars, whatever, but you're not really paying attention to, like, what the guys are doing, and it's just kind of like – when you look back, I'm like, man, that those those little guys and you know guys like Mortis, guys like Ernest the Cat Miller, that you know Jerry Lynn's, uh, 
you know, they're, they're putting on matches, man. They're putting on, <laughs> they're doing things that like, if, if, uh, Sting and Kogan and, you know, Macho Man and those guys were doing that kind of stuff at that point, then you'd be, you know, this, this is the greatest wrestling product in the world. Hey, dude, there was a point where they had Mike Tanay, Dustin Rhodes, or Dusty Rhodes, Mike Tanay, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Shivani. Those four, and it's a four-man booth. And I know these four three-man booths get heat. That four-man <laughs> booth, that four-man booth worked somehow, some way. That was great. If there was a way to make Tony Shivani the new Gene Oakland, and just get Taz, Excalibur, Jim Ross, and bring in that mm-hmm. fourth guy during the second hour, they that's something they should really duplicate AEW. I think that's a win because me and Gene really helped carry that show with his interviews. And I know they're trying to do that with Shivani right now, but. Me and Gene was really strong. Like, this is my mic. No one's taking my mic. Beautiful. They have a. They're lucky too. They have a lot of people in that company that can work with and be that guy. You know, Jericho does it on a rampage from time to time, and mm-hmm. you know, Regal's there, so Regal can do it. You know, um, so there, there's there's definitely you know people that they can trust. I'm sure CM Punk, if he's when he wants to do it, I'm sure he can do it. Especially right now, he's not. He's, hey, why not? He's injured. Put him on. Let's, right. keep, let's keep him relevant. Keep him, keep his eye on the product, yeah. Definitely. Um, I haven't watched Rampage in a while, but I will tell you, I watched because Real Osprey was on, and we talked about Real mm-hmm. Osprey. We didn't remember his name, but we got him down now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. Love seeing what I, I love seeing it. And, um, it's cool to see him on American television. That's the only reason why I watched Rampage this past week. He had a good match. Yeah, the the guys he lost with, but... on the internet. That was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I I just I love seeing it, man. Shout out to him, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. Before we head out, I think we said that we always talked about doing. So I think we should do it. We should start being a habit now, right? Huh? Wrestler of the week. Who is your wrestler of the week, Quido? Uh, you know what? I've been wanting to, every time this comes up, somebody always pops into my mind, and now I think he's he's definitely deserved of his body of work the last few weeks. But this week, especially, is uh, Seth. Seth Rollins, okay. Seth Rollins, I think I said Rollins. Now I'm thinking like he's doing great heel work. When he came out as uh, <laughs> when he came out in the cell and cell with the polka dots. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> and then you know he attacked Cody the next night. He took him out. He came back out uh, uh last week and just took out AJ him and. AJ had a great match, and you know Seth came out looking like a great heel, uh, and they, you know working through a really good match with AJ. And you know it's hard for me to, to argue against Seth, man. I, I really like what he's doing. And I just I'm gonna say Cody Rhodes just for the strength, man. I just need to go oh. with him one last time. His last week active. <laughs> WWE, man. You know people are really sometimes it's always an AEW. We don't do that AEW versus WWE thing, but WWE knows how to get when they get it right. They got it right, man. So I'm going with Cody Rhodes. So we got Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes on the rest of the week. How about our tag team of the week? Uh, right now, I would. Say it's it's hard. I got two, and I'm kind of. That one is gonna shock you because I love the word. So, well, like I'm I'm big on FTR right now. Oh, 100. percent. I like. I think they're they're making them so. They're kind of doing what uh, what teams like uh, Demolition and the Road Warriors used to do back in the day, where they would start kind of being worked into them, working themselves into the main event, even though they were attacking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, they're you know they're in there with Punk. They're starting to get in there. I mean, uh, I think Dax has a match against Will Ospreay coming yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know so those guys and they're they're putting on legit matches. They're doing great stuff uh, for their in ring work. Definitely FTR for the. The my other kind of pseudo pick for this is, and it was your former pick a couple weeks ago, but uh, <laughs> uh, Max Caster and well, I don't know who who to put right now, uh, Billy Gunn's kids or whatever. The, the whole stupid uh, you, you <laughs> just, got going on. You just took my well, you didn't take my pick. We just mentioned my pick. I'm going with Austin <laughs> Colton Gun. The Ass Boys are dude. The Ass Boys are dope. The Gun Club, what do you want to call them? They're they're awesome. killing me right now, man. <laughs> Oh, they're awesome. Hey, dude, they're funny, and I think they're great workers, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it, dude. I'm glad that we're on the same page as that, because I think <laughs> what the acclaim, I know one of them's hurt. Over. Yeah. I love it. I <laughs> love it. What yeah. going on, man? You get, you get kind of four mid-carters, and you put them in a stable together, and you, 
you know, it's kind of, you know, oftentimes it's a throwaway, but these guys are coming out every week and you're remembering what they're, you know, I remember their stupid Vegas vignettes. I'm remembering uh, all the dumb things they're doing. It's just hilarious stuff, you know. They call out the, the wrong city two or three times, and then <laughs> when they were in LA, they said San Diego. And it, was, it, was <laughs> it was hilarious, man. Um, that's cool. Dude. I think, um, yeah, do we get? We definitely got to get in that. I think we just got to keep on that one when we do this, this rest of the weeks and whatnot. And that's something I think that's really um, cool. Right. Just watching the product too, honestly. I know we watch it, but just kind of now we're looking like, okay, who's who's my favorite rest of the week now? Who, who's been catching my attention? It's hard to argue. I mean, there, it can, any week it could be any given. I mean, uh, you know, Wardlow had a, a heck of a week. Week, uh, dude. Oh god. But I didn't. You know, I I guess we could. I like what they did to get him out of the MJF thing, but I don't want him against twenty people, bro. We got to get him out of the com- the comedy thing. No, let's keep him the go. It sucks to say the Goldberg route, but he needs to be a serious wrestler. TV title. We have the All Atlantic t- Championship coming up. A lot of titles out there he can win. Let's let's, yeah. get him the, let's get him in the hunt. He's mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah, you got to strike on him while he's hot. Yeah, we have to, man. I think they got to get better at that. That's in wrestling and period. You know. Yep. You have all these, especially right now. You have guys like Punk and Daniel Bryan going down and stuff like that. You need, you're going to need a guy that's going to be that that big name, that big uh, monster kind of uh, in the in the main event picture. And you know, they could have done that with. Uh, with Lance Archer, they could do that with Keith Lee eventually. Miro just came back. He could be that kind of guy too, but Wardlow's ready now. Miro was looking great in LA too. That's, I'm, yeah. I know uh, the online title, I think that's going to be interesting too, man. Uh, I like what they're doing, you know, having different sections of the world to really make it matter. Yeah. So really interesting. I think we'll talk about the next episode once it's closer to uh, crowning their first ever online champion. We should definitely talk about that too. Sure. Yeah, Cueto, episode 118, man, doing the job. Pro Wrestling Talk with Honor Cueto. Honor having you, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Talk to you guys next time, man. Stay tuned.